Do you think that's an important part of, of a podcast to have some douchebag introduce it? I mean, no, we should just say, like say hey. Just like, hey, guys, welcome to Chit Talk. This is yeah. Shane, Justin, Logan. Okay. Yeah. But just to introduce. That's a real thing. Let's let's do a little, let's do a little intro. Okay, gentlemen, welcome to uh, welcome to Chit Talk. Chit Talk. Chit 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 Chat. Welcome to Chit Chat. Welcome to welcome to Brick and Brack. Welcome to Chicken Chat. Welcome that's, to the Chicken Shack. That's Ooh. as good of an intro as we could possibly have. Is that, <laughs> thank you, okay. Justin. Thank, thank you, Shane. Shane, Logan, thank you guys for being here. Oh, thanks thank for you, having us. Thank you for staying so late. No problem. We appreciate you hosting. Oh, yes. It's, it's literally the least I could do. Uh, the pizza. The pizza on the menu thank is just you. fantastic. Thank and you. you know that. I pride myself on my, yes. on my comestibles. Yes. You missed, though, the, the best product he's ever oh, had on his menu. Uh, I probably don't want to hear that. I'm gonna be disappointed. No, you do. I want to hear it. What did I make? Uh, gluten-free cake pizza. <laughs> fuck it was. It was like a cookie. Oh, wow. Sorry. I'm not supposed to say that. Like <laughs> problem. With it. Okay. okay. All right. You're also not supposed to say gluten-free. Mm. Interesting. And not even supposed to mention gluten. All right. Hey, we're, we're this is a podcast uh, about board games. This is a podcast. Let's and the games. people that play them. So namely us. Namely, I'm I'm vaguely aware that other people aside from us play board games. Yes, but it's not really something I want to talk about. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, so yeah. So we we I'm we're here. We're joined by Logan and Shane. I'm I'm joined by Logan and Shane. Shane Shane has done a, the one podcast before with me. Logan is has reluctantly decided to join us. Yes, he's reluctantly decided. <laughs> well, to, to put the a salary in his was mouth. just yes, mm. fantastic. We only pay in dank memes, <laughs> which. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Honestly, you can't really escape them. That's, <laughs> That's a good point. That is true. I'm forced. That is true. So we talked a little bit about some of the things that we might want to talk about. Mm-hmm. I've forgotten most of them. Well, let's so we're just... just uh, so, we're, so we're winging it. The, the one of the things that you mentioned as we were setting up yeah. uh, was the Spiel... The Spiel, the Jahre. Yes. The Spiel. The Spiel winners. The Spiel winners. I just, I just shorten it to... That's probably uh, spiel is very easy. When I to when remember. I used to do when I used to do the radio show, one of the things that I uh, when I that I always had trouble with was French, <laughs> and like I would play yeah like bands like Alsa or something, mm-hmm. and it's like no idea what the name of this song is. Not even gonna try it. Not even nope. gonna not worth fourth it. fourth track. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> I would not even try it. So, uh, but yeah, let's let's talk about, let's talk about spiel winners. So uh, yeah. I, I think that this we actually have the distinct advantages uh, of having played most of them. Yeah, which uh, is. First for me in a while, in, sure. like, in years before. So yeah, uh, it's been at, nice. at the time that they won or, or were announced, um, King Domino was what we were talking about as we were setting up. Uh, and Logan played King Domino for the first time just the other night. I think it was maybe yeah. two weeks ago uh, when, uh, when when Ken was over. Yep. When we got Godfather, we played King Domino while yes. we were waiting for Shane. Uh, who never showed. Yep. Who never showed. It's okay. I have obligations. I know. I have meetings. You're yeah. a man about town. No, I don't. Uh, uh, yeah, I was I was um, underwhelmed by the game. Really? Um, it was just uh, so the placement. The, really, the only strategy was kind of like the tie between placement of what you wanted to take and you know where you wanted to be the following round, kind of thing. And I think it was so undertaken by it by playing Hanshu. Mm-hmm. Not to bring in another game, but it was just like no. I think that's relevant. Hanshu, I was so impressed by like the actual placing of the tile yeah. i kind of looked towards king damo having the same thing and king damo is nothing like it mm-hmm. so much more simple which is there's definitely a place for it i mean i think you could 
literally walk down the sidewalk and teach that to anybody mm-hmm. that you want it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, isn't that the intent though? When Hanshu, I mean, is maybe they're a little bit too meat, yeah, you know meat what? To, yeah. to be in that category, right? Because who were its competitors? Magic week. Maze. Mm-hmm. Have not played that. Uh, that looks really fun. I've heard good things. That looks very fun. And um, what was the other one? Um, oh well, can't no, remember. Doesn't matter. I, I want to say it's that yellow game about the secret forest, but I'm pretty sure that was. Uh, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure that was Kinderspiel. Yeah, that was that Kinderspiel. Kinderspiel yeah. uh, what? Oh, it was the tap tap Dorado. Ah, yes, oh. the, the Kinesia game. Yep, Rodel Dorado. Right. Which I've seen some videos about it and it looks fun. Has, 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 that that has, look has that been released in the U.S. yet? I no. don't think so. Okay. I don't even I think, know if I think that's, that's why I keep forgetting about it. If that's coming to the U.S. Really? I'm I not would sure. imagine, that's given the nomination, it's a Kinesia. I mean, well, right? I don't think it's been um, announced that it's coming. For sure. Okay. No, like Kinesia will just uh, reskin it and release it as something else. But yeah, isn't that like a deck builder? Very easily do that, I think, with that game. Yeah. It's a... I think there's a very small aspect of it that's deck building because it's you're trying to travel across. Yeah, you're trying to get through the jungle, and I don't know that you're filtering out your deck all that much. And it's the market of cards that you can actually purchase is pretty limited. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Interesting. So, do you what do you think the angle is with with the spiel winners? Do you? I mean, I get the sense that there are. So I know that I, what I am aware of with the Spiel winners is that when something wins, it goes mm-hmm. from what would be a, a regular a regular print print run from an average game, which could be like you know ten thousand units or something. It mm-hmm. might go to like a quarter of a million units, and it's in game stores across Germany. Uh, but yeah, I gather that they take into that the judges take into account the accessibility of the game, that they take into account the idea that this would be introducing people to games who might not necessarily have ever picked up a game like this ever. I think they look at expandability as well, too. Because there's always... I know the Dice Tower, when I watch um, them announce winners and stuff, they always say, oh, well, that's automatically going to have an expansion now. And stuff like that. I've just always gotten that... um, Interesting. Yeah, Yeah. thing from them. So I I don't know if that's actually something they look at. But, um, yeah, I think also just being put on the list sells a lot of games. Sure. Especially in, like, the board game Nuts, um, which, I mean, we're that. Uh, So we, you know, we kind of went out and got each of those games just to play them because they're on that list. Sure. So. Or or got them because, I mean, we we are... prone to just buying things because they're new they're talked definitely. about they're the hotness you know yeah that's and, definitely and thing. they're good games like yeah right i think i think that i i got you and i bought, probably both got king domino before we knew it was on the list but it's not outside the realm of possibility that we would have no. bought it because it was on that list if we hadn't already affordable so right that. affordable good yeah. um following yeah definitely right all right so yeah i had purchased it just because i saw a short video online of someone mm-hmm. playing it and i was like yeah that seems simple enough it was 20 bucks i think yeah you you were you were bringing Jumping it you were bringing it to, to game night um at the proper and i uh i had learned how to play it ahead of game night and thought it seemed cool enough to i wanted to buy it yeah and but yeah it was it was cheap i think it was 16 bucks for me yeah and i got and i bought it i bought yeah. it retail i bought it retail at a game store um so in terms of in terms of accessibility though i think that that is probably my absolute mm-hmm. favorite thing about it is that versus a game and i think it's i think it's totally relevant to bring up other games like you know something like hanshu yeah um i think the hanshu may have come out in maybe 2015 maybe 2016 i'm not sure 
I'm not. I, it may have been, but either way, yeah. I think that it's still relevant no matter when something came out. I think it's still That's relevant true. to talk about it in comparison to other similar games or other games that kind of scratch that same itch. Uh, and I think that the comparison to Hanshu in particular is apt just because of the way you are, you know, dominoing mm-hmm. the tiles off one of each other that they need to match in some way to something that you've put on. Mm-hmm. And then you're kind of hinging them off of one another, which I think is, is, is probably the main thing that ties those together. Hanshu incorporates a lot more still in a very simple package it incorporates yeah drafting it incorporates the turn order that is in king domino the turn turn order manipulation it's quick and the big thing with scoring is it's just king domino each area actually scores the same it's Mm -hmm. just they all have to be the same next to each other with crowns and you multiply with hanshu each thing scores uniquely right each in a different uh, way area so um, yeah. So King Domino is very simplified in that, in that age. Yep. Yeah. Which I actually, I think that's maybe what got me the most with King Domino that I didn't like just because too simple. Yeah. I, I, well, and I, I like the flavor of doing your own thing because you can look around and be like, okay, what are, I mean, I guess that you looked around and saw what people were going for. I know the game we played at the pop, uh, proper, I didn't even think about lakes and I look over at Shane's build and he just Lake city. And I was like, Whoa. Mm -hmm. And he came four points of me. And I thought I was, I had, I had a huge city and he had maybe a third of size of Lake and he like massive points. So I was like, man, that's cool. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, because I should, I should have noticed that earlier and tried to take some lakes from them. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, you see yeah. just differing paths to victory, which I guess yeah. the unique scoring of each individual yeah. type of train, like you said. So. In King Domino, you kind of have the same thing. You don't want to give away crowns that match, you know, uh, a huge plot of land that somebody has. So right. it is kind of the same thing. But and the more I play King Domino, the more I feel like one of the biggest and most um, fruitful strategies is to bulk up on similar types yeah on similar types of 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 land um you know whether you start in with you know if you start in with maybe like two primary Mm -hmm. land types focus solely on that and in some ways in some ways that sort of that sort of undermines the turn or the the order the turn order selection Mm -hmm. and and the way that you can manipulate turn order because if you're like well you know there's those lake tiles i want to take them whether they're first or last, that's the one I want, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I think that one of the things that King Domino does very, very well, uh, and one of the things that I can understand why they chose it as an accessible representation of a modern game, is that that turn order manipulation yeah. is a mechanic that I think a lot of new gamers should understand and should yeah. learn. It's a fantastic mechanic. Because it also requires you to... It requires you to sort of be mindful of your current position and your current success mm-hmm. in a way that some other games might not. You know, that it's just like, game over, who won, let's find out, sort of and thing. And it's really easy upkeep, too. Like, it's yeah, not absolutely. intensive yeah. in any way. I don't um, think, I think, I don't think that it's... It drag the game down. Right, exactly. I don't think that its simplicity is its shortcoming at all. No. But I think that, I think that uh, the comparison to Honshu is, yeah. is apt. So we want to move on to the uh, Kennerspiel, the exit. Has anyone exit played any of the, any of the Kennerspiel ones? 
uh, other we, than ice cool no <laughs> ice cool was it uh i know that well i think oh. i think i think the kenner i think the kenner spiel is gonna kinderspiel, be a longer yeah. conversation so let's let's breeze through this kinder spiel this kinder spiel bullshit <laughs> I, ice cool ice cool we actually i had played ice cool uh diana had played it actually at, at a demo in a game store in montreal really she said it was really cool when we were in montreal around christmas oh, okay. time and uh she was like this game is really cool you should check this out and i had just kept it on my wish list yeah and then i think i saw it for and that, I don't oh, know, okay. 25 bucks or something i was like yeah sure i'll, I'll pick that up it looks mm-hmm. fun uh and it is fun I know one of the runner-ups is this Secret Forest something or other uh, from Yellow, and I Yellow is a game company that I typically like all their games that I've played. Really? Yeah. I really like pretty much every Yellow game that I've played, except for Pyramids, which I don't understand. Yeah. I I don't get that game. See, I don't... But I still still feel like maybe I should just play it 20 more times until I figure out if (laughs) if if I'm... Am I missing something, or is it just yeah. that stupid? I don't see Yellow as a company like that for me. Yeah, I think they're one of those. I put them in the category where like they have great games, and they always look gorgeous. Every single game looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, but they publish quantity sometimes mm-hmm. over quality. It's a mix. It's a mix. Mm-hmm. It's not always quantity. Um. So yeah, I think yes. I think I've played some. Like I'm a huge fan of Welcome to the Dungeon, which mm-hmm. just I just heard good things about it, tried it, and I was like, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, but other games I've played, not not the biggest fan of. Shot and Totten was one that probably my th- well maybe my favorite from Yellow. Okay. I don't know if you've played that before, the Battle Lines. I- which is what it was based on. I think off. I might yeah. play something. Have, based I have off. battle line, yeah. but I think I think I think it was like shot and totten was was first, and then battle line, and then okay. battle line was more popular. Back so they it, yeah. yeah, so they like remade re- and reprinted shot and totten. Mm-hmm. Um, Biblios is probably one of my oh, yeah. favorite yellow games. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that is a pretty good game. Actually, Happy Pigs. I have is to a, play is that. A deceptively amazing game. Yeah, we put it at least a couple times, I think. Yeah. Oh man, I have to play that. I broke that out at the proper too to some uh, some some <sighs> some new it. some new applicants. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Uh, and uh, they loved it. They really they really loved it. It's it's fun. It's very very fun. And yeah. uh, it, and again, it, it it does a good job of teaching the uh, t- teaching something that is un- used mm-hmm. more frequently in other games. So in this particular case, the economy aspect of buying stuff, putting it in your field upgrading trading stuff like that okay uh it, it addresses those things elegantly but happy pigs was a good one i was so i was happy with that purchase <laughs> that was a real good one and that was like you just purchased that off a of whim too right like was... i think that you had recommended i think oh, you okay. said, i think that you we were standing in the we were standing in the in the store and uh i was like this game looks pretty fun I'm like this is pretty cute and, yeah. and you're like i've actually heard good things about this game i'm like i think right, i watched it. i think i watched vassal's review <laughs> And I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. And I had mentioned specifically yeah. that I had been looking for more family-style games. That's right, yes. Particularly because I like I like their elegance. I like that they mm-hmm. are easy to teach. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. All right. We'll move on from Kinderspiel. At least you got something to say? You got something to say? You no. look like you have something to say. <laughs> I got nothing to say. I have no <laughs> words whatsoever. Uh, do we cover all of them for Kinderspiel? Ice School, th- there's... Forbidden Forest. Captain Silver, I think, was the other one. I have no idea what Captain I, yeah, Silver is. Yeah, I haven't seen I anything, anything on that. that I knew the name of it. I'm, there is a review out there, but I, I just haven't, haven't yeah, watched Yeah, well, we're all 30, or at least in our <laughs> late 20s. And only one of us has so, a child. 
Yeah, that's true. Or a wife. Is that you? Anyway, <laughs> it could be. <laughs> I'm pretty confident I don't. Uh, yeah, so Kenner Spiel. So who wants to joke. describe so, the Jesus. They should have consulted me. Honestly. Well, Germans. This is the other thing. It's a cosmos. Keep talking. I'm going to get whiskey. Okay. It's a cosmos release. So that's another thing where it's like, they I, they probably play a little favorites. You know what I mean? What, with Exit? Yeah, just because okay. I, I, talking accessibility, I don't, I don't know the accessibility of terraforming Mars over there, over in uh, Europe. So it's questionable. I, I guess so. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a good point. Maybe. I just think it kind of sways the needle. I mean, okay, Terraforming Mars, great game. Is it the best game from last year? No. You and me both know this. Okay, what's the best game from last year? <laughs> well, your best game is, Patchwork. I guess, Arkham Horror. Arkham Horror, the LCG. Yeah, LCG. Yeah. Mine is Great Western Trail. Uh, the, <laughs> sorry, the Great Western Trail. Um, you sir, uh, yeah, you like that Arkham, but we both have do not terraforming spill that Mars. On anything. <laughs> but yes, we sir. we do both have terraforming Mars as number two, which is fascinating. Star Wars Destiny. Oh well, I mean, Log Star Wars Destiny. Yeah, but listen, that's a whole different ball game, isn't it? We all know why Star Wars Destiny could never have won the Kenner Spiel. <laughs> that's a good point. I think production. Because there were like three no, people that actually got that booster plate. boxes. Is that what? <laughs> uh, fill me up, Scotty. Yep. All right. So here's my impression of the Kenner Spiel. I I gather. I mean, literally, literally, Kenner Spiel translates to translates to the gamers game. Yes. It's a game for gamers. Um. Mm. In in my eyes, Kenner Spiel nominees and winners have always done something that is a little unique. <clears throat> that it maybe takes something fairly common, mm-hmm. but it puts some sort of spin on it that if you were to play it, you'd be like, oh, okay, I kind of, like, I get this and this and this about all these other games, and it's and it's like, you know, you can always draw things back to it. I agree. Uh, and it's one of my favorite things about, like, I'm, I'm always interested in playing Kenner Spiel nominees yeah. uh, and winners. You know, it's, I like, from the past, uh, Broom Service, mm-hmm. uh, Isle of Sky. Which, talk about, yeah. I didn't think I was gonna like Broom Service, but games that really enjoyed it. Games that do something that you're like, huh? Yeah, that's unique. However, Isle of Skies. If trash. it's about game differentiating <laughs> itself and doing something unique, last year you have Isle of Sky, and it's just and then that is a pandemic game. legacy and time stories. Were they were they the other two nominees? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Isle of Sky won. Yeah, uh, but, talk about garbage. But you, okay. this is the truck back. Okay, up. beep beep. <laughs> <laughs> to pick up your garbage. <laughs> I thought it was the truck delivering copies of no. Miles Sky. <laughs> no, it's the truck picking up. Okay, so of those three, I think we can agree that those that those three. Okay, so we're backing up a year. Pandemic Legacy, Time Stories, and Isle Sky. I think of those three, we can agree that those are all unique games. Do you agree no. that Isle Sky is a unique game? Is that, is that your? Is that I your don't. Right? I don't see it as Isle unique. Isle Sky is so unique. I. <clears throat> Not as okay. Not within that group. Yeah, if we went into a unique scale, uh-huh. I mean, there was literally at that point only what two games with the legacy name on it. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, Isle of Sky I'm, is I'm, I'm not way saying more. Isle, I'm not saying Isle of Sky is is more unique. I'm saying that are those those three. It games is unique. Unique. Okay. I. Uh, 
I guess if you're combining the tile placement and the um, what is the bidding? Yep. I I guess. I guess maybe that bidding has so never many, been used before. It's got so before. many victory conditions. The game is just, yeah. just changes so drastically. No, I can I could see you saying that. I mm. well, there's not. No, there aren't differing victory conditions. Yes, there there's are differing victory paths, right? I mean, no, no. There, you you randomize the victory. There's, there's yeah. I believe, sixteen different victory conditions, and you choose four at random. And then no, those are score. Those okay. There's and then every round, not like a victory condition. Not they're not end game conditions. Exactly. They, they are. Right, yes, so they are. They that, are goals. That's what I meant. Yes, they okay. are goals. You're right about that. But they then every round, yeah, you get like varying on which ones you count. I yeah, I mean. Uh, it's but super, uh, it's, but it's, listen, mm-hmm. the other two games, the, just down to the root, are unique. Well, yes. I guess Pandemic Legacy is just Pandemic. I would, but I the would whole ag- story aspect. I would agree with you that Isle of Sky is the least unique of those. Okay. Okay. I would agree with that. Fair enough. Okay. That's all we were yes. really looking for. Yes. Agreement from you, <laughs> unconditionally. <laughs> Though I kind of see, I kind of see what you're saying. Want me to roll over that. and show you my soft pink underbelly? <laughs> I kind of see what you're saying now. I I I understand where you're coming from. <clears throat> are there other games that you can think of that are similar to Isle of Sky? Well, I mean, I I think you could just root it down to Carcassonne, right? No, everyone says that it's a dude. The Be- tiles it's, it's are just literally because it's got square are they tiles. They're the that, same size. They look like Carcassonne they're tiles. They're probably the that's, same size. That's the only. That's the only difference. I'm gonna be honest. I they think might I be was slightly smaller. I think I was taught the game by saying, "Hey, you know, in Carcassonne, it's not like Carcassonne I'm, at all." But I've been taught. Uh-huh. I was taught that. And, way. and and honestly, I see that so many times where people are like, "If you like Carcassonne, you should check out Isle of Sky." <laughs> I don't consider them similar at all, except for the fact that you put tiles together. Yeah. Well, and, okay. So yeah. for you, if you like X game. You should try Isle of Sky. What is X what is game? X? Solve for X. That is yeah, a great question. Board game algebra. <laughs> uh, if you like X game, you should check out Isle of Sky. Uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Well, I didn't mean to put you on this. No, no. I, I, I'll, I'll think about that. I'll and think I, about that, and, we'll I'll come, come and I'll come back to and it. And to be okay. honest with you, I think that question is proving your point. Because I can't think of something. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. It, yeah. it is unique. I, I think you're all right. I think it is a unique game. I think specifically to say to say that Isle of Sky looks like Carcassonne is like saying that Forbidden Stars is like Carcassonne because you match tiles together. Whoa, no. Because <laughs> you, you just put the tiles together. You don't put okay, the yeah. tiles together as a mechanism in the game. It's yeah, the right. setup in Forbidden Stars. I apologize. I've been drinking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I, can, I, I quickly concede on that all one. Right, listen, we went back here. Let's <laughs> yes, fast forward here. Okay. Yes, okay. So what Sorry. do we got here? We got Exit, which we've all played the lab mm-hmm. one. The, the, before we get too far, the, the whole, the whole, the whole uh, run around there was about... Um, was about the essence of Kinderspiel games. Yes, they're, yeah. they, they're, by definition, they're a game for gamers. But in my mind, I feel like Kinderspiel nominees and winners have always been um, fairly unique in that they, they do something yeah. that it's like you. I feel like the judging panel for that probably looks at them and they are hardcore gamers that are like, what's an accessible, yeah. it's, unique. I think accessible game? is still yes. key. Yeah. It's accessible to. Yes. I, think, I, think that, I think that all of these categories, I think accessibility is well, it's one just of the first and foremost. Depends things. the accessibility. You know, yeah. like. Uh, the spiel is accessibility to anyone, where the gamer's game yes. is accessibility to... Right. You go to Gen Con, this is accessible for right. you. Right. Or you go to the spiel, you can play this. Right. Um, so, yeah, Exit, and then what do we got? Exit, Terraforming Mars, 
in Raiders of the North Sea. Yep. Yes, 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 yes. Let's talk about Exit Last. <clears throat> okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. Terraforming Mars, I would say, is probably the one with the biggest cult following that you would probably see the most outrage about people saying that it that should have won. Definitely and, true. And yeah. didn't. Absolutely. I think that people were probably most upset about that because people who like Terraforming Mars love Terraforming Mars. We've all played yes. it. Two of us own it. Do you own Terraforming Mars? I do not. You fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Are you some sort of idiot? I think we talked about this. <laughs> Honestly, the fact that Shane owns it is just a surprise to you that I, should, I still own it. That's true. I sell shit that's off true. as soon that's as one of you guys point. buys it. That's a good point. Yeah. Trade that. Trade fodder. Um, and it was good enough that the, the first time we played it, I threw a little hissy fit, and I still ended up buying you it. did. Yeah. Yes, that is true. It was I a unique day that. for you. Yeah, let's not get it. Um, even though I brought it up. That's for another podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> The anxiety podcast. So I got to tell you about the first Shane time I Justin. played it. Um, I played it over... Existential dread talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> At this other uh, game group. Um, and these guys played... I think they made a special game night on like Mondays. Just to play it. Just to play it. And we it were was, all very excited about it. They I mean, were, I it was a, multiple months after it came out. At, uh, Bill... Got it um, from Gen Con through somebody else. Okay. And he just was so psyched about it. And they literally played it, I think, eight weeks in a row. And, I mean, they, were, they were going ham. And Is I was like, thing? sure. Is that a thing people say? Sure, I'll, I'll come Logan try it. Say. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, I, I mean, I got my tushy wiped. But, yes. <laughs> I so as an aside, Logan thinks we shouldn't curse. <laughs> yeah, I just think for accessibility. I think he should go fuck himself. This guy's tushy wiped. Anyway, it's not like a for um, accessibility good thing. But I still love the game. Like I, I really saw it, and I got the feeling. Um, I've played the dressmaking game from Portal. Oh man, dressmaking game. Yes. Um, Bell the ball. No. Oh man. It's yeah, a, I can't recall what it is. Taylors of Guitar? No, but <laughs> it's a very economic game, and that's that's the main thing about Terraforming Mars. I mean, you, you get that blank check, right, yeah. every turn, mm-hmm. and it's what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And I just I really dig that. There's so many things you can do. Um, you can really choose whatever way you want to go, and at, that's the best part. I mean, it's, yeah. It gets free-form engine-building to, so right. So right. Mm-hmm. And God bless the guy that put those cards together because that must have taken Yeah. You can years tell you can bounce. tell a lot of care went into Oh my gosh. You know, they say that they say that like games get really refined, great games get oh. made in playtesting. You can tell that someone playtested the shit out of that game. Yeah, can you it, imagine? It works. Yeah, absolutely. It really works. And you have very distinct corporations. I mean, I think yes. Yeah. 10 to 12 of them, mm-hmm. possibly. I think I've played as all of them before. but And they all feel as if they have legit tracks to victory. And I don't think that that's... A, a lot of games, you'll you'll see three or four factions that feel, well, these are strong. Okay, I could legitimately see winning this game. Mm-hmm. But yeah. any corporation there, you feel like you could jump into. And it also gives you a direction as well. Yep. I think it's something we talked about is that... Uh, I think maybe the first time you played it, Logan, mm-hmm. you guys were playing as just the generic corporations. I I only played the generic because they were like, "Hey, you're a noob. Here's okay. a generic." Gotcha. Everybody else had. Yeah, it's probably but, why you got your butt kicked. Is well, because, no, no, because, because I I didn't even come in last. Okay. Like I I got 
the person that won was way ahead. Okay. But like I I felt like you were all right because you were keeping so many cards. I think you you stayed with mm. If you play with a generic, do you just keep all 10 or something like that? No, they the they specifically say in the rule book that if if you are playing with a new player, you can just give them a, a generic corporation and mm-hmm. it's, and it's not going to unbalance anything that everyone else can still pick unique corporations. It's just that the the generic corporation is is balanced for new players. I know. And in, like don't you start with I don't think that Mark, you, I don't believe you start any differently. I think it's the gold that you start with. Okay. I yeah. think that's what it is I that you're not like your... giving you're not gaining a little bit of gold to yeah. step back in some passive ability that's not as good or getting, you know, less just, gold and some really awesome passive okay. or conversion of iron to gold or something yeah. like that. I think it's just you start with a flat amount of gold and that's it, but I think what we, maybe we talked about this that's kind of it's even more difficult because if you have your own corporation like the one that can do greenery tiles for cheaper. Yeah. That gives mm-hmm. you an immediate direction. You can start and move in and then fan out from yes. there. Right? And, yeah. and I agree that's why you should avoid the starter corporations. Yes. Because I think that for new players, it's so much more helpful to have a direction, especially in a game that is such a sandbox like Terraforming Mars. Mm-hmm. Because you could start a game with somebody who's never played it, and they'll be like, do you think I should uh, follow this strategy? And, and you'd be like, Ooh. And like what cards to keep. Right. How, like, how are you supposed to? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing I love about the balancing is you cannot. There's obviously really good cards for if you're this faction. Yes. Lineup. I I've I feel like I've hit not the great so great cards and still won or come close to winning. Like that's how balanced they are. Mm-hmm. You yeah, don't and I think need it, the prime cards for your faction to do well. Yeah, I agree, and I think part of what feeds into that is that you also see every other player's corporation yeah. so you know what direction is best for them to move in yep. so the idea of drafting where you're playing defensively is a little bit easier in the game you have the so choice like, i don't have the best card but i'm going to take away your bomb card that's mm-hmm. going to be awesome for you i have also only ever played with the drafting mechanic i agree okay i, I just had my hand resting on the power button. <laughs> uh, i have only ever played with the drafting mechanic mm-hmm. that i've never done the i think the normal rule is that you just draw up 10 and then keep four. Well, I always whatever play, it is. I whenever I play, oh, I think the first I think ten you I think draw it's at the beginning, and then every you keep whatever you Correct. want, and then after yes. that, it's always drafted. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And that's the way I always play. Okay. <laughs> now I still haven't played with. There's like the certain economic cards. There's like a separate deck that you can add in. I haven't played with those yet. Oh, okay. I don't know if we have they have they have a separate they have a different icon on them. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I I, I I agree. I think I think that that using a corporation from the get go, I think, is very very helpful for new players to give them some sort of direction. Um, and I think that coming back to the accessibility of the spiel winners in general or the spiel nominees in every category, I think that terraforming Mars is a potentially inaccessible game among so many other accessible games, and especially if we're if we're thinking about that the judging panel wants to pick something accessible but it's among gamers yeah but it's among gamers but is it because they they want it to be enticing and saleable you know that's my perception of it it's purely my perception okay that they want it to be i'll kill you what no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you look so serious <laughs> what what 
No, uh, I, thing, I think, I think that is approachable. I appreciate. I think that is approachable against gamers. Yeah, For I think. I think. I think it's approachable amongst gamers who are more like our. I hate to sound so elitist, but it, like people who play as many games <clears throat> as we do. I, mean, I think versus. I think. Mm. I think that the people who run the Spiel Awards. I think that the judging panel is looking for people who are coming more from games like Monopoly, Clue, Scrabble, and Risk, versus people who are coming. From, not no, but not for that category. I get that. That's. I, I get what you're you know. What I, I'm I, I I I think that that's the impression they want to give, but game. I don't get that impression. Yes. Yeah. And I gave you the. Gamers game, yes. In, if if but that, I think that I'm glad that you brought that back up because I think that's exactly what I'm saying. That despite it being called that, I don't think that they stay very yeah. true to that. I well, think that they're looking for something still accessible and not to skip past Raiders. But I think Exit could be approachable by anybody. Yes, because I think anybody could walk in to a an escape room, and I I mean I see it on Facebook, people that are not gamers just, you know, going and enjoying Air buzzing. an escape room. Likewise, yeah. Hmm. We'll get it out in post. <laughs> All right. I don't know what that means. Okay. Um, so, well, yeah, let's go. When we just go, delete the audio from this. Is yeah. what okay. Let's go to Raiders. So yes. what do you guys think of Raiders? Because I have not played it. I, I do want to come back to Exit. I think we should talk about well, Exit, no. Exit last. Because yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. More into the other things that we have to say. Um, <laughs> I fixed it. There I fixed it, it. I fixed Excellent. it. Just slam shit <laughs> around. I'm a technician. There we go. All right. So Raiders. You have not played Raiders, right? I have not. Okay. Uh, Shane and I have played Raiders. We played Raiders. Um, we played uh, Most recently, we played Raiders uh, two weeks ago mm-hmm. at the proper, uh, and we had somebody new with us. His name is Luke. Luke had, on the way uh, over, you know, like, Luke is actually, he's a family friend. Oh, cool. I brought him over because uh, he's home from college. He was looking to play some games. Uh, and I tried to talk to him about, I was like, so what, you know, what sort of games do you play? You know, Look like, at you. Look at me. Getting more people into the hobby. I'm branching out, you know? All right. Hey, good. You know? The olive branch. With marshmallows stuck on the end of it. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> So what uh, kind of games? What kind of so yeah? He I mean he was he was like Scrabble, Battleship, you know like he was that's cool yeah. Um, I was and I, I mentioned even like Settlers of Catan. I'm like you uh, know we sure we play games like Settlers of Catan and stuff you know just to kind of and he's never even heard of Settlers of Catan. I'm like oh, okay cool. So I'm like you're starting like totally fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, and again I had like you know that same conversation that I was just like listen I'm not I'm like don't want to sound like a, a huge snob but I was like you know just like a division between these different types of games. I was like the, the kinds of games that we play generally, I guess could best be described as like designer games, you know, where yeah. they are more involved <laughs> and rules heavy, strategic, whatever. I'm like, but we're not like up our own ass about it. You know, like I, yeah. I'm saying this, I'm saying this that's to kind of, way to put it. I'm saying this to kind of give you, this is what I was telling him. I was like, I'm saying this to kind of give you a sense of where we are, I'm like, but us in particular, we are totally not going to like harass you or be like yeah. snobby or elitist about it at all. You know, we're totally welcoming. Um, I you know, like, I even usually keep like a copy of Scrabble in my bag with me. Yeah, you, you, mm-hmm. put, I, just, I love Scrabble. You I just put played the Scrabble. Like, I played Scrabble like three else. weeks ago. 
fucking love I, so much. You know I'm not a word person, so. <laughs> <laughs> what did I mess up tonight? Stigmatism. <laughs> you confuse stigma with stigmatism. <laughs> Which is a beautiful, beautiful That is a love. beautiful thing. It's a beautiful love. And I have a terrible stigmatism, just <laughs> to back this up. That's like you know the word. Yeah. Uh, 2020. Good for you. Ah! He's pointing at his eyes, people. <laughs> I just want to give you the verbal cues. This is why we need a video. <laughs> so, so anyway, but he after he being took, sidetracked, he took Raiders. to it. He Luke took to Raiders as if he had been playing it for ages. Really? Yeah. I mean, he That's I great. I lost, which is also I was dead last, which is also not uncommon because I fucking suck <laughs> at all the games we play, despite loving them. I just love pushing things around board. Yeah. That's that's my main thing. So, I don't actually understand anything about strategy. My question so is... Especially when I say something stupid in Yamatai, like, this is more confusing than it is fun. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds even stupider coming from the man who always loses. Here's my question. Did you enjoy the worker placement mechanic of uh, placing and then taking? Because I think... Yes. That's where I'm going to like that the yes. most. So that is the yeah. most unique thing about the... Do you want to talk? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think that's exactly... <laughs> he was pointing at me. Uh, yeah, that's exactly why it why it stands out, why it was unique, why it felt somewhat flavorful is because of that differentiation in the worker placement aspect that it's not just, oh, I place a guy and, yeah. oh, hopefully I get another guy. There's strat to it. You yeah, know, exactly. What it's you want to keep place up. Place a guy, pull a guy. It's also very forgiving in that most of the spots you can put any figure down and because of the fact that you're able to pull one that allows you to take that other combo action that you needed to really have a great turn mm-hmm. um yeah so that's why i think it's super accessible and he was able to jump in right away whereas i think it probably if we played viticulture or even stone age that might have been a little bit more Still? difficult for him to pick up really you don't think stone age is that easy to pick up Stone Age is very accessible, but I think yeah. that, I think that's your, I think that's your point in terms of exactly. accessible worker placements. Okay. Stone Age is close to the top of the list of accessible yeah, worker I think placements. So too. Yeah, uh, and Raiders, I think, beats it. You think Raiders it's, beats it? It's up there. That's interesting. It's certainly well, up there. That's cool. That's real cool. <clears throat> I'm inexperienced with Stone Age because my leather cup smells like well, vomit. They all do. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I play it, I just want to smell the cup and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's making sounds that sound like vomit <laughs> if, if you didn't see that. Yeah. I think even with Stone Age, you're still trying to get those additional workers, and you have to vie mm. for that spot that allows you to get yeah those extra. Yeah. Again, to, there's the engine building aspect, and there's you know there is a net okay that exists in Rage of the North Sea as well. We have with you, the colors, right? Kind uh, of not as much the with the colors color because you kind of have to cycle them out. I, I okay. would say the, o- the only the only crew. thing the only thing is that. In order to make raids across the sea, you yeah. need to get you need to just start seeding in the, the color, workers of different colors. And some of the places so in, down below, you get different so quantities. You right? do, yeah. But in okay. the but in the beginning, you are only starting out with gray and black workers, and then gotcha. you start to need, or maybe it's just black workers. I can't remember, but you, mm-hmm. you you do need to get the different colored workers. Okay. And the way in which that unfolds also adds to its accessibility. Gotcha. So I it's. The the fact that you start and you only have maybe two or three options. It's like play a card from your hand, draw a new card. Mm. You know, like there's not very many options. One of the things that I also always cite when people are trying to learn Arkham Horror, the card game, I'm like, just play through that first scenario. Because when you start, 
you have two options pretty mm-hmm. much play a card or get another card to get a resource or investigate you know but yeah. like those other ones are like kind of like inconsequential so it's like play a card or investigate mm-hmm. you know those are your only options just follow along and you'll learn how to do it raiders does the same thing just follow along and you'll learn how this works that's true and i think that that was a really really important point about its accessibility and one of the okay. strengths in its accessibility and once you get familiar then you start moving up above it ramps you up in such a natural way That's that cool. the learning curve and the barrier to like get into that game is so so low that's cool yeah i All love right. i really really love that about it um they have an expansion on uh kickstarter i think there are they right they're now. onto like expansions I th- is I red think rock or I think there's even I think there's they're onto expansions and I believe that end, I think there's the first one ending this week is I think it's called Explorers of the North Sea which well, is even isn't it it's, it's, it's the a same universe game, isn't it yeah they, I think so the these these were on Kickstarter universe. these were on Kickstarter I think a while back yeah I think it's three and like each one you could pick up the other like if you missed the previous yeah that's not but that's I think they're common. all standalone. Yeah, I, I believe I they are. I think it's three, yeah, trio. I believe they are. But the, yeah, the expansion, I think, is for Raiders. Or maybe, I, I think, I think, as far as I not. remember, off the top of my head, Raiders does have an expansion. Okay. But then Explorers, which I believe is ending this week, is, is, a, that sta- the is, a, stand- is a standalone game. Oh, okay. Yeah. That company, well, who's bringing it across? Renegade? Was it you I was talking about with Shay that, that the one the one thing missing from, from Raiders of the North Sea is, is rape? Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> it should, yes. Be an exp- it should be the expansion to, to really to really immerse you in the realism of, of Viking yep. life. Of Vikings. Yeah. There's a lot of pillaging, but there's no, there's very there's little no there's yeah. very little rape. Well, we like to sugarcoat it <laughs> uh, for the children, for the shorties. Yeah. <laughs> for the shorties. All right. Can we get to exit? Because you know. Yeah. I really the, dig the, it. The last thing that I do want to say about about Raiders is that Shane, say you, it. you had talked. Say it. Spillage. <laughs> you had talked about. Um, you had talked about the, how forgiving it is. I think that the fact that you take that you put a guy down and you take a guy, place a worker, retrieve a worker, that makes the turns so much more forgiving in that if you don't mm. do what you wanted to do this turn, you will most likely be able to do it next turn. That's all. The turns move very quickly because of that. Uh, and yes, I think for, the fact that it's forgiving is such an important part of why it's so good and why it's so accessible. Yeah, it's un- and it's it's unique enough to be interesting to gamers like us that have played a lot of games. We're seasoned gamers, but it is stimulating and accessible enough to somebody who has never even heard of something like Settlers of Catan. You know, like it's it it worked for everybody. Everyone enjoyed it. Yeah, exactly. Really I can't. I mean, game. if you were worker placement game, probably the first one I would maybe mm-hmm. it, it might be okay. the gateway to worker placement yes. worker placement games. i think arguably huh. that is safe to say yeah. interesting yep, for sure all right let's talk about let's talk about exit yes exit 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 the winner number one answer i said three there because technically there's three games there are currently so it's, there's the egyptian one there's the cabin and the and the lab the lab we've played the lab have either of you played any of i have the other two we gotta okay. play them we yeah. gotta play them so we played the lab we played. Yes. We played the lab, and we loved it. I was just so impressed by the cool. games. They, they, oh man, there was a lot of times where you had a lot of the Eureka moments, and it was like Eureka watching Ken figure something out, right. and I was like, 
no freaking way they did that. Like Every, when he cut out the, everyone was involved. The strips. I love that. And were you looking at it and you were like, dude, I can't get this to line up. And then Ken took it and yes. was like, yeah, dude, I got it. Yeah. I was like, no way. Like, it was, I just didn't see it coming. It was absolutely a group effort. Yeah. It was no, fantastic. Nobody, nobody was really taking the lead. It required it required all of us. Yep. And I think even Mike, who wasn't really playing, he seemed to enjoy spectating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he watched I think it took us maybe about an hour and 15 minutes to get through the lab one. Yep. And he seemed... Well, we shouldn't have said that. That could dictate how smart we are. <laughs> that could just completely tank our cred. <laughs> uh, I think after it listening to long us talk weekend. for 47 minutes, they'll have a pretty good estimation of our intelligence already. Uh, <laughs> but good, no, that was, no it, was, it was a great experience. Yeah. I think there were six, or about, six of us, seven of us. And yeah, I'm going to say seven at that point. I think, my brother, I think we were eight and my brother had left at that yeah. point. So I believe we were down to seven. And I think almost so I think every single person jumped in and at one point figured out some part of the puzzle mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. maybe you had some background knowledge in something that let yeah. you parse out this and I particular think puzzle. a lot of fresh eyes too right. um, because they kind of developed like some of them mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. got hints along the way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and for a fresh person to come in and be like oh yeah this goes like that and you're like yeah just call these like, parts in <laughs> yeah we should also be careful that we're not re- that's true <laughs> revealing that's true. too much here um, if you are listening to this right now and we haven't yeah. already spoiled too many puzzles for you, so spoilers ahead potentially. So, like listening to this though, you just want to buy the heck out of it. The only thing is, it's a one-time use, yes. which is the hundred percent let down. <clears throat> Do I want to even move forward? And this is a big beef for some people. This is a big beef for some people. My- are we allowed to talk about the price? Is that, is that something <laughs> that's okay to talk about the price? Okay, Logan, mm-hmm. listen. Mm-hmm. All right, listen, I just, you guys take my uh, advice and just always... You know, it's because we love discourse. No, I get it. I get it. It's because Shane and I, more than anything else in the world, love hearing ourselves talk. Well, that's the truth. That's why we're recording it. Exactly. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it was 15 bucks. Narcissism chat. And and I picked it up... Third podcast idea. I I picked it up uh, while we were on that hunt of destiny (laughs) the last set but what a day that was a silver lining i found that sucker and i was like man i really want to try these that was the silver lining i had a ton of fun that day hanging out with my friend (laughs) Uh, we barely hung out are we yeah definitely we barely hung out we were just driving around for destiny cards yeah, but together. Um, oh, the thrill of the hunt, honestly. We were in separate cars. If it, if it weren't for, if it weren't for that, I would have abandoned that game a <laughs> long ago. How many times have you played it's, that? That's game? part it's of the game. Thrill of the hunt. I can I can count it. I can count it on two hands. Oh, since, on. since the last expansion, yeah. since Spirit of Rebellion has come out, yeah. What twice? Oh wow. Since All you right, bought the get, booster box. Listen, we gotta stop getting off topic. I just keep I just keep anyway. I got a bag full of booster packs that I just keep buying and then they're just like, Yeah, I'm dead. I'm just I opened this at a traffic light and then I just <laughs> I didn't even put them in my binder. Wow. It's totally wasteful. Well, but honestly He is a problem. Here's a this I wanna come back to this. In terms of in terms of exit being a one use game, yes. We should circle back on the wastefulness of CCGs. Yes. Because if you think oh, it's, if you think it's gosh, wa- we, we if you don't think have it's waste- much time, <laughs> yeah. If you think it's, if you think it's wasteful to throw away a game after one play, well, how about getting a slew of commons that you have a billion of us, copies of? One third of this triangle right now, 
uh, doesn't mind just trashing some cards. I think it's good for the soul, to that's be honest. Not- but listen, let's not get into yep. that. Um, I think that's important to get into. I, I, so let's let's go back to where we were. Yeah, we were exit. we were talking about exit. We were talking because about because I also it being want to talk about use. unlock too okay. as well. Let's ex- let's explain first off why it is a one use game. So the game has you theoretically. You could make photocopies or whatever you have time to do. Yeah, but I mean, life. it's got to be pretty good. Because I think it used color yeah. too. Yeah. We, we were using yeah. color so. for sure. You could make a photocopy or whatever, I mean, but you do have to destroy the game. Yes. You have to draw right on, on it. it. You have to tear it up. Yep. Uh, and there are also cards in the game that you don't use. There were car- like dummy cards. You yeah, know? which uh, people which, which have a you, lot of beef on that, which I'm not... I think it just adds to the overall wastefulness, that there's something that there's things in the game that you can't use, that not only do you have to destroy the game and throw it away afterwards because you've torn it up and you've drawn all over it and you can't even give it to a it's friend. It's not that you can't use. It's that you were smart enough not to use. Well, uh, you're talking about the dummy or, cards. Or, yeah, or on target. Cards. I think they're talking about the general, the, just the general feel of decadence and wastefulness in, in that you have elements of this game that just that are useless to you, you know, that, huh. are, that are just pointless. You know, and I think I think that's fair. I think it's a fair criticism. Fair. It was. A, I think it's a fair criticism. Like when we were talking about the Godfather game, the fact that all those different models are different and it's totally pointless to the game. I could see someone making the argument that oh, that is. Please, it's cool. This I get, is another I get one. This is where I got. All right, Sam Healy. On on the interwebs, I just got to be like, <laughs> can you get over yourself before you comment on this? That's what I want to tell. Look, I don't think this, this I don't c- think there is anything wrong with idealism with somebody saying when we live in a world with so much waste i don't want to play a game that i have to throw in the garbage after i'm done there i you can disagree with it but it's idyllic and i think yeah, that's I, I think that that's honorable i guess at i get the very it. least it makes sense in isolation however when you consider just the industry in general the way yeah legacy games see like we said ccgs sure. lcgs yeah. all of them you just have waste sitting around yep. and that's just part of the process i and, guess yeah <laughs> and sure our, our, uh, yeah you could always argue that there's going to be waste is it also wasteful that i have not played 25 percent of the games i own well, are they are they uh, arguably garbage sure i've yeah. never even touched them <laughs> yes. we went just went to play yamatai and i opened it up I'm like oh i haven't even punched this game out because i have a how thousand long, games how long have you played. had that game uh not long Okay, good. Not not actually very long. I bought uh, it. I actually got it when I got um, Raiders of the North Sea. Oh, okay. So Copy I would that. say maybe when did Naomi leave? Six weeks. Six weeks ago. Okay, I'm gonna say six weeks ago. So okay. on the other hand, I I did play one game of Unlock, which mm-hmm. we both own. We just right. haven't had the right crowd, you know. And so Unlock deal. Unlock in contrast can can be played over because it uses an app. At deck of cards, deck it's of like cards time stories. They took time stories and were like, we're just making purely uh, uh, room escape rooms. Right. Um, so, you know, there's no, like, plug-in board game like time stories. Um, it's just a deck of cards. That's it. There's no board to, like, previously buy or anything. Mm-hmm. And But I think it was more limited purely from the fact that you weren't manipulating pieces of paper or whatever. Like the exit okay. games, um, you know that had. So without spoiling too much, what was the basis of the puzzle? So in in exit, in the one that we yeah. played, 
you were, I mean, there was a notebook, you were tearing things apart, mm-hmm. you were drawing on things and stuff. By so this, contrast. And so without this, spoiling, because I want to play it. Yeah. This had the same thing where you, you were in, like, certain rooms. I think the exit game brought us to, like, different rooms, right? Because, like, we had to find... There were offshoots of that main lab. Yeah. You were in the one main lab, and then I think we went into a separate room. So unlock is more of that. Okay. And every card could be, a like, I think we went into, like, six different rooms okay. in the game we played. My thing, and I was telling Shane about this earlier, is um, it actually, you have to really be diligent at looking at the cards. So one of the mechanisms is um, you see a room, and there'll be numbers. Um, say, like, a bookshelf will be 24. Well, then you go in the deck of cards, you pull out 24, and it's the bookshelf blown up. And okay. it might have more clues. That then you have to pull. So it could have like a book with number 68. Now you got to go in, get 68, and you might see that there's a note out of the book that the number is very small. So like the first times you, first two times I was talking about that number, it was right out there. You could see it very easily. Mm-hmm. But the last one, you're just looking at this book, and you're like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this book? And then you realize that the little piece of paper sticking out of it has a number. And they hide him. I mean, they hide him. And you're like, oh, now I understand what I need to do with this book. You pull out the card that corresponds to that note, and it reads something that helps you with another puzzle. Okay. So I, that's my only beef is we got stuck multiple times, and about 50% of those times to go further was us looking at these cards. And I mean, I was literally looking at it right here in the light. And I finally saw like a little tiny number. Um, really? So they're yeah. they're hidden. They're hidden. We they are know. hidden. So you could have one person just, hey, look at this card, <laughs> like very diligently. Uh-huh. Um, but I gotta say, they even with that, they the puzzles were very cool. Um, at the end, it brought you out of the game to finish the puzzle. It actually brought you out of the game. Out of the deck of cards, I wasn't. We weren't the biggest fans hmm. of that, and I, I don't want to go any further than that. Yeah, that's fine. And I think, uh, spoiler alert for time stories. Heads up to anybody who's listening. Spoiler alert for time stories. The the ending of the first story in time stories also did that. Yes, where it was the answer was something that was like, go to clue card such and such. Like it was. It was meta. It was outside of the game, yeah. and it was, uh, yeah, and we didn't. Right. It was confusing to us. Because it was. We, it literally just told you the next instruction <laughs> in as if you were reading the rules. Yeah. And we had a really hard time figuring that out. Mm-hmm. That's right. I completely. I know what you mean. That, yeah. I know. Yes, I do remember that because it required you to step outside the game. Yeah. Which was something that it otherwise step had outside not of ever. all the other game mm-hmm. mechanisms that yes. were. Yeah. yeah. It just told you what the instruction was. That was all. Yeah. This one. Yeah. It's it was just as confusing. Okay. But I have to say the clues so we actually went up to two clues in that room. Mm-hmm. Because you can on the You did the pink keypad, one, right? Squid yeah. Sausage one? The the keypad you can go right in and hit, Hey, I need a clue on blah blah blah. And then we went to the second and then there was a third. So like if you're really getting stuck, they can help you, which and it and it's you know, through the app the exit game has some of the clue cards. I don't know. We didn't. I don't think we used any of the clue cards, did we? In the exit game, 
I don't think that we used a significant amount of yeah. it at all. No, I think we maybe almost used one, but then okay. again, someone jumped so, in and was like, no, let's put yeah. those things together. So mm-hmm. It's no, nice that they both that. have them, but I, I couldn't tell you which is better. Like, we had to go to a second clue on that room, and then we were like, oh, damn, what's, we're idiots. What's the function of the app other than being a timer? Um, you actually have to put in some uh, codes to get to the next card. Got it. It is not all it's not strictly in the timer. card mechanisms. Okay. You could not play it without the app. Got it. The music is, well, and that okay. one was atrocious. <laughs> I, <couldn't, laughs> I needed to turn it off, to be honest. Uh, but in, I mentioned the play. I mentioned to play the other ones to see um, how they they go. So you have the the gray one, yes, and I have the island one. Okay, yeah, we got to do this. So I'm definitely down to do those. So yeah, we, you guys got to try the. Do you want to do you want to join me for the pink one? Should I wait for you? Sure. Okay, because yeah, I almost played then. it the other night, and then I was like, Shane might want to play. So yeah, absolutely, okay. jump in and play it. All right, yeah. it was fun. Just just remember. I mean, they clearly say in the um, in the opening scenario, you know, the practice one, mm-hmm. it, that has the thing where it shows you a little hidden number. You'll find it, but whoo, they hide the suckers. Okay. You will not always see them. So. All right. Cool. So in term in terms of differences, so you talked a little bit about the differences between exit and un- yeah. and unlock. Do you think that? Do you think that it's it's more justified that the exit was nominated for Counterspiel that that unlock was? Um, I think actually timing might have knocked unlock out. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I don't know if they because you know for us it was only a couple months away. Yeah, I believe I believe these apart. I believe the Spiel Awards uh, are solely based on their release in Germany. Yeah. Mm. So. And Germany's I'm on not, the other side of the world, so they're in what twenty? They're tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's man. a good point. Okay. They're in tomorrow. <laughs> that's a good point. The we, world of tomorrow. We've we've just invented the wheel, and the Germans have exit. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that works. Okay. I think I've Got learned it. this incorrectly. Um, the joke went downhill so quick. Uh, hard, <laughs> hard slam jam. <laughs> yeah, I I actually. Yeah, that would have been tough to make the decision if they were both there and mm-hmm. both could have been nominated. Um, that would have been tough because you'd have to uh, also weigh outside game forces, you know, the whole replayability of unlock. Right. Yeah. You know, I think that would definitely be weighed in the decision. It, it, honestly, it's odd for me to see a game like Exit nominated for this word because to me it feels like... <laughs> Slightly complex, but it feels like filler to me. It feels like a filler game. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It's a one-time thing. And then you and then still a, play a meaty game in that night. Yeah. Like you're saying, it, it mm. just it, maybe it opens it the night, but it's not like the star. Because there's so little structure to it. I got you. I think that in context of Kennerspiel, I don't think that Exit is a gamer's game. I don't no. think it's a game exactly. for gamers. Mm. It has nothing to do with other games. It's yeah, a, it's a it's an immersive puzzle I experience. I could see it being sold at the mall in uh, absolutely. Yeah, no, in the calendar yeah. store. Yep, absolutely. I definitely agree with that. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, I think I said that earlier. There yeah. are very few people who would not like that game. 
Agreed. I, yeah, I yeah. like it. My, my comment the whole, is to like. Yeah, the yeah, whole. I get, what, I get what you're saying. That's the way yep. I feel. About Escape room. It. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean that they're becoming popular. It's not right. Just the board game community. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think it has nothing to do. I think that that game would not prepare you in any way to play other quote unquote gamers games. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or except for time stories. Yeah. <laughs> prepare you <laughs> Which to play time stories. Didn't the win last exit, year. Just exit if you would didn't prepare know. you to play the other two exit games. <laughs> that's, yo, and that is it. That's a jit. Yeah. Can we can we move on to the little little lassie I'm taking home this evening? Because I forged. really enjoyed that. Like yeah. super duper enjoyed that. Yeah. It got yeah. me me uh, deck building jimmies all rustled, <laughs> and I really enjoyed gl- it. You know what? I'm glad you liked it. I I actually want to teach that like. I know, you know, sometimes I play with my high school friends, mm. but I want to see if my parents are into it. Like, Do your parents play a lot of games with you? They do not. Okay. Um, it's difficult. But <laughs> chucking dice, that's that's one of those things where, like, everybody's played Yahtzee. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, your like... Parents, your parents, like, throwing dice in the alley? Well, we all... We've, I was growing up on Yahtzee, for sure. Plus, you live behind an alley. That's... <laughs> In front of an alley, throwing in bones. The alley's behind me, but yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so dice forge. Yes. yes. Let's talk. Let, let, I think I'm. I agree. Let's talk about dice forge. Yeah. I think you seem more taken in by it. You. Than any of us. And well, have you played well, it multiple times? Well, you guys? we played twice. Yeah. So this, twice. this is your second. Time. This is our third time. Third time. Oh, yeah. third this time. Is our third time. Okay. Then so, maybe it's that. But let's put it into context. Shane and I have been hanging out all day. Okay. Which, when we do, there is a fair amount of pessimism. (laughs) There is a fair amount of... Misanthropy? Misanthropy. Okay, please explain. Do you need to know what... Yes. Do you mean to define define that word? Do you not know what it means? Which part do you need to explain? I do not. Which part do you need to explain? Please, you know I'm a number person. Misanthropy? Yes, please. You don't like other people. Yeah. Okay. Just like as a group. Just general a dis- dismissiveness of... Yeah. Honestly, I should have been able to figure All that out from the context. Structure. You know. The context, I should have figured it's, it out. Yeah, th- pretty much. It's this face. Yeah, no. About pretty much everything. He's I don't care snarling. for social constructs. <laughs> He's snarling. Good good descriptor. Like, that day, we'd also played Twa. All right? Yes, so we had. We this, had. Like, that is a, that is a great way to sum that up. Wait, you played Twa today? Yeah. No, no. no, the, no. the day that we played Dice Forge. Oh, got Originally. it, got it. The only thing we played before you showed up was a ton of Hanami Koji mm-hmm. Ooh, today. Yeah. Anyway, but yes, that, that day, we had played Twa. Dion okay. was gone for the day. Phoebe woke up from her nap. We needed to kill some time. We went out to get some. We went out to Portal, and we went out to get some Chinese food or something. Board game store. Yeah. So we went to the board game Portal store. Portal Comics and Gaming in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Plug it. <laughs> we will accept. Uh... <laughs> yes. But we were there because that's what we do when we hate our lives is we go out and we spend money on board games to fill the void. Don't you love it? Don't you love it? We were filling the void. We go into the store and we're like, look at this gimmicky bullshit. (laughs) Guess I'll buy it. You remember that comment earlier where you told, uh, uh, I told my dear friend Luke, uh, don't worry about it. We're not up our own asses about our games. (laughs) How about that? We We are to each other. And that is it. I like that you bought it because, like, a double negative. Because you were like, (laughs) I shouldn't buy it because it's gimmicky. But 
but that's absolutely why we why we yeah because yeah. you're totally right because we were it's like, not like you walked up and you were like oh my god dice forging and you're actually forging your dice i totally right just that we were immersed. pretty much like <laughs> <laughs> i'm not going to describe the no. <laughs> so you just bought it and they were like Bleh. whatever yeah i'll buy it whatever let's take it home and see what kind of garbage is in this box honestly we had never gone into a game with lower expectations absolutely absolutely the two of us were at we were just at peak pessimism at that point in the day feeding off one another's loathing for everything around us and we were like this is some gimmicky bullshit let's get this whatever it's the hotness let's just get on it dump on it whatever We needed to have some bad reviews from the <laughs> blog, for the podcast. Uh-huh. And we got it purely to just like, you know, like wet our ears and, with and not, that. And not to fast forward, but I really enjoy it. Yes. It so, was good. Yeah. I, I, we, was good. You're right. We've spent enough time. <laughs> we've spent enough time on that. Destroying it. So we played it, tw- we played it twice. We played it twice. Uh, we got one fairly important rule wrong the first you know majority of the first game but anyway we picked it back up we still got it we still understood it and my experience hasn't changed even after the third play whatever um it is much better and i can say this now is much better than that gimmick would lead you to believe Mm. that if you go into it with the attitude that shane and i had gone into it which is a bad attitude i will go on record as saying we have bad attitudes. We have real attitude problems. Yep, unequivocal. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. Thank you. Most times. Thanks. That it is much better than we were prepared to give it credit for. Uh-huh. Um, it is a good game. It, yeah. It is, um, it is extremely thoughtfully made. Yes. In that... The production. The, the production, sure. the production yeah. is second to none. Mm-hmm. The production is, they were very, very careful about how if this game is a pain in the ass to set up, nobody's going to play it, and they're absolutely right, and they have made it so, so easy to get this mm-hmm. game set up, to get this game out of the box. It does not take longer than it should. And let's explain for the listeners uh, what that means, like the sure. whole dice sides. Sure. So the basic premise of the game is that you start, every player starts with two dice, and they are all set the same way. In, as in a deck builder, where you are buying cards to swap out of your deck or put into your deck or seed into your deck or whatever, instead you're upgrading your dice. You are going through the motions of doing whatever needs to be done on the board to follow your particular strategy. Mm-hmm. You're buying literal faces of the dice and you're swapping, swapping them, out them out on their dice so that when you roll, you have a higher percentage of or chance of you know getting whatever it is you're trying yep. to achieve to follow your particular strategy. And that could be going strictly for victory points. That could be going for one-time actions. That could be going for... Hammer time. Hammer time. <laughs> Which won me the game. That's that's a great card. It's a low it's a low value yeah. card. It's an entry level card. And it, it paid off, baby. And it paid off. It paid off and I can absolutely see why it paid off. Because both the games that we played before we played tonight, I had focused solely on money production and it's yes. like why didn't I buy one of those cards? It was stupid. It was a yeah. stupid oversight of mine. Yeah. It paid off for you. Anyway, that is the mechanic that the game hinges on mm-hmm. in that it's this upgrade your dice sort of thing, but mainly and most importantly, it comes with these funky little dice that you can pop the faces on, put new ones on, and that was a particular gimmick that we were latching onto yeah. and harassing. Yes, and yes. the and the new dice sides. What is there? Sixty in the game. 
60. 60 new ones? Like 60 ones you can upgrade or what, 40 or 50? It's a Whatever. lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Anyway, there's they package it. They package it so that there's a board that's held on by like an elastic band mm-hmm. so that that thing's ready to go. It yeah. shows you where they need to start, like all the different sides. And they make specific mention per cost in the rules that if you're careful, that it's like it just just do this when you put it away. Yeah. And when you're ready to play again, it will be very easy to set up. Yeah. There's nothing rattling around the board. There's in the game. No. And I've moved it around. I've moved it upstairs. I've downstairs. I've yeah. put it upright. I've put it down. I've. I originally thought I was not going to be able to put this game upright. I mean, I was carrying it like I was yeah. carrying a sheet cake. <laughs> it's like it's like. Have, you guys Sheet cake, played Caverna. The one thing I have respect for. <laughs> you guys have played Caverna, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, we played one time Set, with you right here. Oh, that's right. Yep. Setting up the room tiles takes forever yeah. because yeah. you have to bag them all. It's like literally the same thing. And this is like, boom, take the sheet off yep. the top, you're ready to go. So, yeah, that I and we talked about it. If you didn't do that, I don't care how good the game was. Mm-hmm. That would be a stigmatism on play. Stigmatism. Damn That's it. in your I eye. Did it again. Uh, anyway, it's cool. You would not want to play that game as much. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's. You That's know, it, I haven't. St- I still haven't played Colonists. Oh, because it's got dude, a, I don't even know why you it's got that. a billion fucking pieces, man. <laughs> I had to. I literally. I literally. I was bagging games up. I had to stop bagging. Order more bags so I could finish bagging oh the game up. Gosh. I'm sitting at this table and Deanna's having a conversation with me. She's like, "Do you see what you're doing right now?" She's like, "Do you think that there was the only the, little, the only time in my life that Deanna's had this conversation with me about like, do you feel like your hobby is a little bit wasteful?" <laughs> and as I was raining down blows onto her, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't beat my wife. <laughs> don't beat your wife. <laughs> More, you know. <laughs> Such a ridiculous thing to bring up. <laughs> but it, yeah, I mean, it was it was a, it was a little ridiculous. There was yeah, it, it was it was a project and a half to get ready to well, play that I game, and I still haven't that. even played you, it. You buy these I games on a way. It. Oh, the way your eyebrows moved right there tells me you don't want to play that. Like this, it was like a wave. Actually, Ooh. it started on your right outside and it waved across it was weird i'm having a stroke <laughs> <laughs> yeah the colonist no that's no you're not playing it? shane would you play it with me yeah i would play it will you i think yeah i somebody what? told me like Why would you second guess i don't know half the game like took to six it. hours it's long Wait. Well, here's the th- here's the thing. And Let's I, just play Forbidden Stars twice. I would love to play more Forbidden Stars. I yeah, love me that too. game. Me too. Oh, I'm going to be busy that day. <laughs> I think same I think I think the, the, I think the colonist I think the colonist deserves some attention. Same day we play Scythe. He's just going to be busy. Although we're yeah, playing it okay. different rule. We're doing that whole end game thing different. Next time. So remember when we had Forbidden Stars and Scythe on the same table? Yes. Pretty hot. And uncontrollable. Okay, back to Dice Forge. So, Dice Forge, Logan really, really liked. Shane and I, we were predictably pessimistic about it. But, I'll be honest, I think it's very fun. Yes. And Logan doesn't want us to talk about how much things cost. No, go ahead. But it's a good value. We bought it as a brand new game at retail for Mm. $39.99. 
it will likely only get cheaper from there. And at 40 bucks, it was a damn good deal because the components are high quality. It's, it's, uni- it's unique. It's, it's got, got that classic bit value. It's like you bit. look at it and you're just it like, have, it does uh, have bit value. The chit value. Oh. See that brother back? Oh, wow. The chit factor. Can we get yeah. some sort of meter like that? Oh. Like, you know how like when on like movie review shows yes. where they're like, I give it five bags of popcorn. Let's, yeah. Can we have that? I'm, I'm giving Dice Forge eight people, chits. People love that because you don't actually have to have content then. <laughs> Correct. You can just read the chit value and then you don't have to read anything yeah. else. I don't give a single chit <laughs> for that game. Okay. I think a card just backed up to your house. Backed up to my house? Yeah. Did it back up and then pull away? Not sure. You think it's outside? Yes. Okay. Keep talking about Dice Forge. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think the thing with uh, Dice Forge is that it plays so fluidly. Yes. Right? So it's like your turn, you roll dice, yes. collect your resources, take an action. And that's it. And yep. as I'm playing this game, you play Seasons, right? Yeah, which, you know, I wasn't the biggest fan of. How could you like... Not like seasons, but you like anyway. Moving on, uh, as I'm playing Dice Forge with Justin, probably into the second game, we I start to think, uh, looking at the artwork, the way the game plays out, and I was like, man, this really like something about this evokes seasons to me. The big chunky dice, the way dice create your resources, yeah. and then it's a simple action that you're taking. Which I then found out looking on BGG the next day. Oh, it's the same designer. Makes sense. Not surprising yeah. whatsoever. And right? the same whimsical kind of um, universe theme. Yeah, universe. Yeah. Honestly, so. I don't know. It might even be in the same universe. I'm not completely sure. It but definitely could really be close to it. Yeah. Right. No, I definitely like. It's that. also a satisfaction. There's also that kind of tactile satisfaction as well to Dice Forge. Oh, like 100%. it's the same thing. Like Star Wars Destiny. Hundred percent. You see the big chunky dice the first time, and like those look like shit. What are those stickers on there? And then you see the dice, and you're like, wow, no, these are an awesome, chunky component. I, be- this- I, believe, I believe it is a truck to repossess my, my dead father's car. Oh. <laughs> okay. That's interesting. Which has been something that we've been fighting the bank on to take this abandoned property off of our, <laughs> of okay. our lawn. All right. Excellent. I, I'm curious timing. I'm relieved that yes, I'm relieved that they're finally here to take this car away <laughs> because <laughs> it's covered in weeds. You want it gone, and the rotors are oh. rusted to the wheels, and the car doesn't even drive anymore. Okay, yeah, that needs to go. It's been over a year since my father died. Yeah, yeah. it's got to go, and it's got to go. <laughs> I'm well, sorry, I didn't mean to derail your your <laughs> shitty no, dice conversation. No, that's quite- we're just uh, talking about the chunky value. Retrospecting. And, the, and it's the same as the chit value. I mean, yeah. it really is. It's just, yeah, it's there. It's that, great. That visceral satisfaction of rolling those big uh, chunky dice. Gets a lot of people going. Mm-hmm. Sure. Gets me going. I know it gets lost. There, there was, there was a, a time that I, 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 I placed like a, you know, like I placed an, a, a game order and I was like, I just want dice games. Yes. I just want to roll yeah. some dice. Mm. What did I buy? What did I buy? Jog my memory. I'm not sure, but I did want to agree with his Destiny comment, and that's the same. Yeah. Same thing. Mm-hmm. And and I have to say, I seeing Destiny at Gen Con last year is when it hit me that I was like, oh, I want to get into this game. Because I saw something about it, I read about it, and I was like, ah, CCG, 
my days of magic are over. They should be over. Do you play a lot of magic? Uh, I, three times in my life. Like, real big into it. But that's it. Like, you've played three games or at three no, distinct periods? No, three distinct periods in time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so, and yeah, I was like, nah, I'm writing it off. And then I saw it at Gen Con and I demoed it and I was like, oh, Nikes, This is going to be bad. And it was so good. <laughs> it was so bad that it was good. Uh, because, yeah, they just, they're there. I mean, ah, it's great. It's great. It's way better than rolling a D6. Like a regular D6. Like it's just the chunk value. The chunk value. The chit value. The chunk value. Oh, the chunky oh, the chit chunk value. It's all coming together. The chunky today. chit value. Oh, man. We need to do this. <laughs> I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure you just swiped that from the side of a Ben and Jerry's carton. <laughs> Maybe I did. The chunky chit value. <laughs> <laughs> What yeah. else, what else do we want to talk about? Pass. Well, do you want to just talk about Yam- Yamatai? We played that tonight. Yeah. Cha. Cha, man. Um, I think for my criticisms, my criti- my my during game criticisms of of Yamatai, um, I definitely need to play it more mm. because I mean tonight was the first time that we uh, any of us had played it. Yes. And my main criticism was that I felt like it was distractingly complex. For, uh, for 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 very little payoff. See, okay, so this I think should we should we explain how the game works in a nutshell? Yeah, and then I have a comment okay. of how our brain two brains work, mm-hmm. and I think that's why we have different mm-hmm. feel of that mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Uh, also important to note that you were the person who won. That's true, and I was and the person who almost lost. Yeah, Shane, Shane, I lost. Shane and I were neck and neck for the loss. Yeah. And anyway, it's very important to Logan that, but it was, but it was a dis, it was, a, it was a dis, yeah. it was a distinct okay. margin. <laughs> it was a distinct margin, though. In a game, in a game of ve- of very few points, you and Deanna were, yeah, ten, we were ten, ass. ten to fifteen points difference between Shane and I. Yeah, we really. I mean, Sh- Shane and I, mm-hmm. you and Deanna were maybe two or three points apart. Shane yeah. and I were maybe two, th- two or three points apart, but we were on totally different ends of yep. the point. Point by you. Anyway, so Yamatai, Bruno Cathala, and I don't know who the other person was. Who's yeah, on the box. sorry, Fiduti. sorry, other person. No, it's yeah. not. But somebody I've never heard of, unfortunately. Yes, I feel like that's a really shitty thing to say. Uh, but somebody I've never heard of who is not as famous as Bruno, Bruno Cathala. Correct. Um, the basic premise of the game: end up with the most victory points by building routes, laying down buildings, accruing influence to buy different uh specialists specialist yeah um and that's basically the gist of the game on a turn mm. you grab your tile for turn order it also dictates what sort of ships you get which will get to go into your root building you can augment that by buying or selling at least one or uh, at most one ship lay down your route have a choice between building a building or claiming the influence tiles if you mm-hmm. build a building you get points immediately if you claim an influence tile you can use it to buy a specialist at the end of the turn yeah. Discard or bank any of your ships that you have, losing points for the ones that you yep. have discarded at the end of your turn. Uh, and that's the end of your turn. It moves to the next person, and everyone does that over and over again, jockeying for turn order as, yeah. as the game goes on. And this is this is the thing about it is the whole route building is different than most games because there are different colored ships, but they are not pol- are player specific mm-hmm. they're not tied to a certain player right. all you have to do when you build 
is if you're starting next to a brown ship, your route needs to start with a brown ship. And then you can go into any other colors you want. So that opens up the whole playing field. Wherever mm-hmm. somebody is forged, you can go past that if you want, as long as you have the right color ship. Right. As long as somebody else has, has gotten there first, yep. you can build off of them. Yep. Um, yeah. And this is my thing with Yamatai. And I, people say it's a lot of five tribes feel and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think it totally is. Is While it was not my turn... I was looking at, if I was later in the player turn, I was looking at the ones available and I was being like, what can I do? You know, I was looking at the buildings. I was looking at the ships I could get. I was looking at how much money I could have and what ships I could end up with. Mm -hmm. And I was running through most of the possibilities when it came to my turn, what to do. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of times in the game that I was like, I hope Justin doesn't take that tile. Like I was second. Hmm. And when I saw it flipped in the beginning of the round, I was like, oh, my gosh, I had the biggest play I could make. Justin, do not buy that tile. Do not buy that tile. Are you constantly looking? This is my question. Are you constantly looking for that kind of thing? Or are you waiting till your turn and being like, what do I do? Because my brain is just always going. I would say that it's probably, for me, it's probably more tactical in that when it's my turn, it's an assessment of what is the most optimal play that mm-hmm. I can make here? I weigh, when I look at the specialists, for example, Deanna was buying the hell out of the specialists. Yeah, she, she had was... a ton of specialists. Yep. Uh, and when I would look at the specialist, I would basically be like, do I think that the ability or the points from the specialist, also taking into account the money on the specialists, Yeah. You know, knowing that every $5 is worth an extra point, do I think that that is going to be worth it for me in the long run, or should I just try and build this building knowing that I can take advantage of the current situation that's here, yeah. knowing that I can affect the current situation? And I went much more building heavy than she did. Yeah. And I think that because you have, excuse me, because you have the option to either claim a culture token or mm-hmm. build something. Yeah. That splits you right there. You know, I know that you had kind of complained about that yeah, during the game, but that's yeah. that splits your that splits your strategy because it's weird. If, if you could do both, you would just destroy. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd be like, I'm just yeah. building, oh. and I'm just you know, hundred percent. You you really you need to you need to really split what you're going to do there because if yeah. if you take a culture token, you can buy a specialist, and the victory build, points on average, vict- uh buildings to specialist was like two times right because we looked at the buildings they went to like six the right? high the highest and specialist the was, was four one. the highest specialist was four on average they were maybe one or two yeah so the buildings were definitely more lucrative on victory points but you weren't getting a, a point you weren't getting on a special buildings were three yeah, you yeah. weren't getting a special and, and to give a sense of the total score i think that you and i were in mid-20s yes Deanna and, and Logan were in mid, mid, something. Mid, mid to high 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's also just what I played again. Mm. Really? I think I've I... I'm probably going to buy it. Really? Yeah. Wow. I think so. I think it's up there with five. You like have a thing about Day of Wonders, don't you? Days do of you? Wonder. I don't think so. I'm, no? I don't think you do, but no, I, I'm, really. I'm do surprised. I'm like, oh, sorry. Do you like being Nebula? You, yep. Would you still yeah, play I that? I don't play it often, but okay. it's, it's all right. 
I'm surprised. Doesn't stand I'm, up there I'm with five that, or, I'm surprised. Yamatai, but I'm surprised that after after our first play that you're that interested in buying it. I think I think that I need to play it a couple more times in order to give an accurate assessment of it. Mm-hmm. Like I think that if I were to try and write a review of it right now, that it would be really, really like take take this with a grain of salt because I've only played this one time. And that's honestly, I know that a lot of people really kind of like frown on that sort of thing. That yeah. to, to be like, don't you know? You got to play it a ton of times. We have played enough games that I think that there are certain games that you can play once and really get a sense for that game. It's not every game, but you, there are certain games that you can definitely play. Well, and I think I, I personally carry a lot of my um, strategies, games to game, via the mechanic. You know, if I if I see deck building in a game, whether it be the main mechanic or side mechanic, draw is always great. I mean, like, sure. that's mm-hmm. just great. So seeing Yamatai, um, I, one part of it that was genius was the um, player uh, turn order yeah. with the tiles. Mm-hmm. Man, was that good. Right. And, you know, we both looked at each other and were like, oh, that is Bruno. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> to a yes. T. Like, that is just yeah, so yeah. fantastic. Um, yeah, because if you... There were a couple different times where I took one particular action that is gives you a lot of short-term benefit, but then mm-hmm. you're absolutely going to go last. You, you by 10. rule, have to go last. Oh, that 10 was fantastic. Yeah, the 10 was great because you get you get two ships of a particular color and then one of a wild, which is huge. And you're game. mostly taking yellow, the, yeah. the rare ship. Yeah, which 100%. is the rarest, the most profitable ship. And the uh, reason why getting that many is important is because of this root building aspect where you need to start with the same color. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to accomplish something truly unique, if you mm-hmm. take that tile, it's like you pretty much control what you're doing on that turn. Yes. And you could buy a fourth. Right. And you could buy, uh, buy a fourth. Yeah, exactly. But then what I was going to say is then you're left to the whim of the yeah. next turn. And there are times when you can just, you have that turn where you are just kind Sandbagging of sh- it. shut out. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you can grab an influence token but yeah that's the great part probably and that's when you only do the influence tokens yeah like you hope for a tile that's left where you can have two ships Mm -hmm. but if you can't you can still spend a coin to buy green Mm -hmm. and if you got two ships out and hopefully you can get two influence tokens Mm -hmm. for being the last player that's that's a great turn I mean I think you consider that a great turn so I think it's I don't. I wouldn't necessarily consider a great turn, but if that's for the, being your last, worst, if that's yeah. your worst option, it's forgiving. Yeah, right. And that's so. It it is a forgiving game in its own way as well, as opposed to you know one thing we talked about the Godfather, and I felt like that game is just structured in such a way that <laughs> sometimes you go into a turn and you're like, all right, well, I don't even have. I'm just not going to do anything. It doesn't totally matter. boned this yep. turn. Uh, <laughs> but not the point. Yamatai. It's it's definitely be forgiving, and mm-hmm. again, I, mm-hmm. I love the turn order sequencing, and it's, for, it, it's it forgiving in that, it has that five tribes puzzle factor as yep. well. Yeah, but here's the important question: Do you play it over five tribes? Oh no! Then why why own it? Right, that's or, my that's because my we own now, hundreds of games, and I each. I get that, but <laughs> but in the in, in the interest in the interest of owning games that you feel like. If there's a certain game that I want to fulfill a certain thing, exactly. what's the one I'm going to walk upstairs to my shelf and grab? And and let's be honest, a lot of the checkboxes 
Five Tribes and Yamatires checking the same box. Checking similar boxes. The chunky chit value, <laughs> very high. The beautiful artwork value, very high. Yeah. Puzzleness, very high. So, I don't. I I get what you're saying. Are you ever going to walk up there, like you said? Right. And say, I don't feel. I don't feel like there's going to be too many instances where I'm going to walk upstairs and I'm going to be like, "Yamatize the game I want to play yeah. over the other games that I have." Yeah. Versus like looking at worker placement and like viticulture and Raiders of the North Sea. Mm-hmm. There's going to be times like I might want to have both. Yeah, but the, there's sometimes where the I'm like, yeah, I want, I want to, might dictate that. I want to make some wine, you know what I mean? <laughs> but like this one is like, do I want to be? I, I just yeah. yeah. I mean, it tickle. Here's the thing though, it it distinguishes itself. It tickles the same edge. You think? But yeah, there's. It's not a Mon- like Moncala. But I mean, if, maybe if you were saying the difference between like five tribes and Trajan or something. But like, no. I think those two seem well. Like they might be. Have even you even played Trajan? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think Amatai, because you even... T- you, how did you describe it? It's a root-building game. But, yeah, you know, no, I agree. inherently... I agree, I agree. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think maybe we read into a little bit... Just maybe a little bit too much the fact that, like, oh, it's an awesome production value from Days of Wonders. It's very colorful. It's Bruno Cathala. Yeah. But it distinguishes itself. Well, yeah. When I mean specifically, when you were naming things that were positive about it, you mentioned the chunky chit value and the beautiful art first and foremost. Yeah, which but are, that's which, both. Which, which are things that I would probably have listed last. Oh, okay, I see. <clears throat> I think. I think honestly. Well, no, I'm just saying. I think honestly, if you, if, if, you think, if you think about the template, the template mm-hmm. that I made for reviews. Yeah. It's like those those things are very very low down in the thing. I'm not saying, and I find that I write like four paragraphs about mechanics and then a single paragraph about the other yeah. stuff. You know, no, I was like, just saying that five tribes hit the same thing. Yeah, and also five tribes is the whole thing. Mm-hmm. What you're doing, you know, which in Yamatai, you laying the routes and clearing a bunch of islands so that I can mm-hmm. build. Holy moly, five tribes. I was making a bunch of moves, and. I didn't win five tribes ever. I've never won it because <laughs> I'm the guy that always sets up the person next to me. Mm-hmm. So I understand yep. it. I'll five, wear the five badge. Tribes, five tribes arguably is similar to root building in that way. I mean, when you pick up and do that Mancala style, like I'm going to drop this. You're just this. taking them off instead of but you're creating you're creating a situation where people are going to be moving you know it's got a spatial element uh-huh. where wherever you end up you get to do something yep and this is the opportunity you have to move in such a way it's 100% pick up and deliver we've just deemed it sure it's pick up and deliver that's what it is I don't think about it I mean, the physical Think about of it, it. But that's <laughs> no, not kidding. the... Okay. Do what I do. <laughs> Whoa. Man. Whoa. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, I do think it was good. I think that... I, I think that one of the things that I think that we also need to keep in mind is that because of how many games that we have played, that we are quick to criticize... Yeah. We are quick to criticize uh, games that are good... Because I think, me personally, I don't know about you guys, but me personally, I assume that a game that I've bought is going to be a good game. Well, you hope. Yeah. <laughs> right. That I've, that, I've, that I've purchased a good game and I'm playing a good game 
and that I just need to find the things that I think would make yeah. it better. But also, I still recognize that like that was a great game. Yeah, I mean, your catchphrase is this mid-game is the thoughts. Worst game I've ever played. <laughs> your catchphrase <laughs> is mid-game <laughs> thoughts. Mid-game thoughts. <laughs> so you, <laughs> yeah, you're thinking about like how good the game is before we even finish it. Yes. So maybe that's yeah. your problem. You think? Yeah. Tell me about that. Is that you're you're more concerned more concerned with how the mechanics and the artwork ah. fluidly match than considering like. Logan, you were talking earlier about in Yamatai, throughout your turn, say your third in sequence, are you thinking through the first two players, man, if he takes that card, I'll take this one, or if he doesn't take that one, I'll oh, take this one. Right, so you That's are. all I was doing that game. Exactly. Justin, you said, maybe you're not necessarily doing that as much. Mm-hmm. I was probably somewhere in between. I generally yeah. have, if either of those two cards are available, I'm good. I know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Right? Mm. But it, if, if it's that demanding... But you're concerned with, man, how does this game fit in with other games that I've played? Where does this stack mm. up in the hobby? Like, like where's, where's the game design element? Come to the artistry, the originality, the novelty. Mm. Wow. Well, maybe you should review games. <laughs> uh, I'm considering it. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think that you're right. I think yeah. that you're totally right. I think that uh, it's absolutely accurate that when yeah. I look at a game, I assess how it fits in with... Because I don't want... I don't want a collection. I want... (laughs) (laughs) Come on. I want... Because, I I mean, you guys know that I trade a lot. I think even among the three of us, I do a lot more trading. I've only traded three times. I have never traded a game. Never traded. Okay, I trade a lot of games. I trade a lot of games, and I I don't hesitate to buy new games because Mm -hmm. I feel like board games don't lose their value. Yeah. As long as I take good care of them, which I do. Well, yeah. That I can trade them off. And it's like when I buy a new game, it's basically just trade fodder if I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Then I can find somebody who might like it and I can trade for them. I can trade with them for something that they, that I want and they don't want. You know, it's, 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 it's a yeah. wash for me, basically. But at the same time, it's, again, a hope. Like, you're not always trading for a game you know you'll love. True. Like it's still but, a hope, but but, but yeah, it, but it just feeds into that same system that if exactly. I get something that I don't like, I'll just trade. You didn't it again. have to buy it. Yeah, I'll just you didn't trade have to it buy again. It. It's fine. It's no big deal, mm-hmm. and and I, I work off of that a lot. But I am constantly looking to to put into my library the things that I know that I will play if I want to scratch a certain itch. That it's like mm-hmm. if I want to, if I feel like I'm in the mood for a certain thing, I'll go upstairs and I know which exactly which game I want to get for that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play for well, that situation. And yeah, you you figure those out. Right. But we're ever-changing beasts, and the itch we want to scratch is ever-changing. So, yeah, it's it's rough, dude. Wait. It's rough to have like a whole collection. <laughs> wow. Shocking that's the first time we said that. Yeah. It's the first time I've said it. Wait till you, wait till you listen back to this. <laughs> I'm just... Two seconds in. Well, I'm, oh, I might, I might add back another recording, like a little ding every time I. Excellent. Every time I say wow. Okay. Ding. Um. But I, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what yeah. you're saying that that our that our preferences change, and I think you know absolutely our preferences change. But I am. If, if I play something that I feel like isn't the best representation of something, I'll immediately put it on my trade list. Okay. 
Yeah, I like don't the do fact that. that you're considering buying Yamatai, it's like I will sell you my copy. <laughs> not that I didn't like it, it's just that it's not unique enough. Yeah. But I guess for me I agree. There's, there's like the part of it that Okay. So if we want to say You love the days of wonder. Chunky that's, chit. That's really I mean I I've never gotten that impression. I think, I think you do. I think I, everybody should. Yeah. Right? No, that's they, true. They, Hundred percent. Days yeah. of Wonder puts out super high quality products. The production is yes. Yeah, but you know what? The last Days of Wonder game didn't didn't get me. Which is didn't get me going. That city building game. I don't know. Do you remember that? No. See, I'm not a Days of Wonder guy. How do you not remember that? And take it to Red Sox. We played it here. Quadropolis. Yes. Oh, that game was yes. fucking boring. Yeah, it was, it was fine. See, dude. Okay. It was boring. Listen, 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 ah. listen. You are wrong. King Domino. I'm just going to turn down your mic. <laughs> Listen, here we go. King Domino is the Honshu, like Quadropolis is the Suburbia. And that's why King I King Domino like... is the Honshu, like Quadropolis is the Suburbia. Yes. Okay, I can see that. Yes. Suburbia is a different game. What? Quadropolis was super dry. Yeah. It Which was. is King Domino super dry. I get that. That's what I'm saying. But King Domino has accessibility where Quadropolis is. There's accessibility. Oh, my God. Compared to Suburbia. I'm just going to turn you both down. Okay. (laughs) And that's a wrap. (laughs) King, all right. Quadropolis was, was super, super dry, and there was very, very little payoff. I agree. I feel like there was very little payoff. I think I feel like the amount of work that you put into King Domino, you get back. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. It takes basically nothing to learn. You get to the end of it, you're like, yeah. that was fun, I'll play again. Let's do that. Whereas Quadropolis, can I hear bugs? Yeah. Welcome to the country. Honestly, but- that game, I think, was purely off, made off the mechanism of how you drew the tiles. Yeah. It wasn't an economic game. That's why it's not like Suburbia. Which game, King Domino or no? Quadro- no, Quadropolis. Quadropolis. I'm still stuck yes. on the fact that you don't think that's. No, it's I mean not, it's not an me. economic game. To me, I guess I think Suburbia is to like me. one of the my top five games. Yes, I love that game. It's so good. But Quadropolis isn't an economic game. But the whole tile placement is yeah, what right. I meant. But there's plenty of city. in the city. Okay, between, you know what other game has tile cities, placement? Like, uh, Isle of Sky, Carcassonne. It's the same game. Shut your mouth. It's basically the same game because you put a tile down. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. You hear me? <laughs> He's currently holding a knife. <laughs> your chickens have come to roost. Is that how you do it? I thought it was a ruse. I'm kidding. <laughs> your chickens have come to oh, ruse. God. Your chickens have come to ruse. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll fill in for the laughing. <laughs> we'll be uh, back after this laughing break. <laughs> These fools can't keep it together right now. Uh, all right. I think we've covered uh, Yamatai. In That's what he's saying, dude. Great depth here. Your chickens will come to ruse. <laughs> you do that. You continue to do that. Let's see how uh, that's received. Yes. Uh, what, else, what else have we played that's new recently to us? Oh. Um, well, not new, new, but I played another game of Scythe. We were talking about that. Right. And, um... Boring. <laughs> okay, I'll shut up. 
But uh, first time in that game that somebody got three stars in the last round. Like, the person to his right um, engaged in combat. He won, got a star for first combat, and then ended up getting two more stars in his turn. And I was like, whoa. Did, Did not see how that was going to end. at the end of the game? Did somebody get three stars at the end of the game, and one of those stars yeah. was first combat at the end of the game? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, we were playing, you know, four players. We were pretty spaced out. So I think there was like one combat star before that. So we were kind of Euroing in. Sounds up. like an excellent game of Scythe. Yeah. With very little you combat. You can do that. I'm aware. A- any game I ever play of Scythe, I'm aware. Okay. But here's the thing about Scythe is that you can do that. But if anybody decides to attack you and you are not. Oh, my God. He's shaking his head. Okay. Is that the the, no, it's the, true, the, poten- the potential for you to just get sweeped by a military assault if you're not prepared for it is just like you just get decimated. I don't think that's true. I think that it is true. In that like, around, I guess. <laughs> in that you could just like not only does a not only does a military strike like if you're not prepared for a military if you if you don't want to play a military game. Mm-hmm. But it just you, sends you, you back for the start. That's you don't it. have military to lose, and instead you lose your resources, which is like if somebody is playing a military-heavy game, they come through and they sweep your resources. Well, you you should be spending that stuff or moving it with you. Mm. I mm, I think there's it's not as um, bad as getting wiped out in Forbidden Stars. Do you think? Like, if you get wiped out on a planet, mm. there's a lot... Well, I guess, I don't know. Bad, bad in what way? What do you mean it's bad? How do you mean it's bad? Well, I guess it's, um, in Forbidden Stars, you kind of, it's not, it's hard to pull back easily. Where in Scythe, um, you can kind of preemptively see it. Like, obviously you don't want to hang out on the mines. That's like pretty, pretty grade A kind of stuff. Yeah. But the first um, mech that you have to build it's the one that gets you over the, the water. Right. So they can only move one spot a turn, mm-hmm. which means unless they're the red faction, it's two turns away. Mm-hmm. When they come from their mind to your mind, you have two turns to get your ass out of there. So you should be able to preempt that and get out. Where Forbidden Stars is like, you know, you're hiding those action tiles. I can attack you from... Mm. A system sure. away without you seeing it. Here's the thing, though, with Scythe is that if you took your movement action the turn before, and the you player still, before you right in turn order, you're still able to get away. You're able to get one spot away, which they get, can only move one, one spot. Action. But if you were in such if you were in such a spot that you're that close to a mine, and you only get one movement action. But I'm away, saying you could literally be one spot away from a mine and still get away. Yeah, if, until if they, they get the two movement. Yeah, well, that, okay. All right, if they have That's what the I'm two, saying. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. All right, now, enough. if somebody gets a two movement mech, well, yeah. You might want to be like, hey. Hey. What are you thinking? You hey, know, where you're from? And you can always tell. <laughs> you can always tell who they're looking at. You can read somebody. Can you? Yeah. I always think they're looking at me. Oh, Every please. single person at the table. Okay. You never get this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, when do we end this sucker? I gotta. 
Whenever we feel like it. What we, time is it? We have... Oh, 12.30. It's 12.30? It yeah, is. We got Are you joking? We gotta hit this. It's 12.30? No, I gotta go to bed. I mean, I see that that's... I just don't know what time we hey, started. Hey, folks. Late. Appreciate you listening. Signing off. And, yeah. See ya.